Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Parent in Hell with... Izzy... Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. And can you say buy their books? Buy their books. Well done, Sweetie. That was so cute. That was amazing. Obviously, uh, fully behind it. That is Kerry O'Gallagher. She knows how to get on the bloody podcast, doesn't she? Kerry O'Gallagher. I mean, it's the most Irish Scottish name. It's the most Gaelic person I've ever heard of. <laughs> uh, so. This little voice is our daughter, Izzy, who has just turned two. Usually I'm not one for using my child's cuteness to bait people into making a purchase, but in the case of your books, I think it's entirely justified. Yeah, boy. My husband and I started listening to your podcast during a deep low in lockdown Mm. one, and you've helped us survive this seemingly never-ending lockdown since. This content is priceless, light relief for any parent out there, especially if they're having a rough time. And since we can't pay you for the pleasure, we think buying your books is the least we could do, and Izzy agrees. Thanks again for everything, Kerry and Steve O'Gallagher. Oh, the O'Gallaghers. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. very kind of it. Yes, if you don't mind buying the book. I'm glad to help. I I feel like we owe the listenership an apology, Josh, for our low... So many apologies, Rob. (laughs) So many. Where do we start? Well, first of all, we need to apologise for how depressed and tired we were for the first episode back. I I wouldn't say we came back with a bang. No. No, I wouldn't say we came back with a bang. We crawled out from under a rock. I'd say. I even forgot to say the my lowest moment of the Euros, Rob, because it was the day after England had lost to... Well, let's not talk about what it was the day <laughs> yeah, after. Yeah, let's not bring that up. What, not... was your lowest, what was your lowest moment? So, <laughs> uh, I thought, I, when it happened, I was gutted for three seconds, and then I okay. thought, Rob is going to love this. <laughs> so I almost got a ticket to the final, Rob. Oh, no. Yeah, well, it's so, good you didn't in a way. Good I didn't. I was I had a lovely evening with my friends yeah. in the end. I was in in a way it worked out perfectly. Um <laughs> but I was uh Alex Brooker got a ticket and they said they could do him a plus one oh, of me. Yeah. yeah. And then uh they came back to him, Rob. Oh yeah. And they'd given it to Kelly Brook. <laughs> What's that? He took Kelly Brook? No, no, he was just oh, right. sat near with Kelly Brook. No, he hadn't given it to Kelly Brook. Oh, the people had. Is... They'd gone, actually, Josh is second in line to the sexiest woman of 2001. She, Kelly Brook, I mean, I, I cannot tell you what impact Kelly Brook had on my life as a teenager. <laughs> well, I cannot tell you what impact she had on my life as a 38-year-old, mate. The Euro final. She's hammering us at every turn. <laughs> I um I was, I, let's not let's not go back to let's uh, talk about what Euros. we were like let's, as nineties teenagers because uh, oh, I was, yeah, a, I was about to say I was go about on. to talk about uh, FHM in the nineties and I thought it's not for our, our listeners, Rob. It's not for our listeners. I've got I bought an absolute job lot load of loaded an FHM from the nineties and early noughties because yeah. I wanted to do a uh, like YouTube channel of me just reading it out and it yeah. is some of it is so awful it cannot be read out. <laughs> 
Um, now, Rob. Yeah. I feel better than I did last Monday. Because basically, coming out of the Euros, it feels like the first week of January. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you're it, like, it was a depressing week. and But I feel like I've stopped drinking. Yeah, I've exactly. drunk since drinking. the final. And I'm enjoying not drinking. And I've been eating healthy. And I feel like a new person. I was in a dark place. I was on a stag do for three weeks, Josh. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> Lou keeps mentioning things I forgot I did. Oh, my word. I was ordering takeaways and yeah. forgetting and falling asleep, and she'd find them on the doorstep. Oh, my God. Cold, where they've just left it because no one answered. <laughs> um, I, and we need to apologise for this, Josh. We've had some feedback about, obviously, we've changed the name to Parenting Hell. Yeah. Um, and we Our had big relaunch has been... It's been a slightly sticky start. It's been a slightly GB news of a start, hasn't it? (laughs) I took the knee, actually, during one of the opening (laughs) links. No, so basically, we we did we re-recorded the intro and we've had we've had some feedback. This is on Instagram. (laughs) Hey guys, love the episode today as always, but please, 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 can you re-record the intro? I know you've had a tough time recently, but where has that slightly upbeat tone gone? You're doing yourself an injustice. And then was, Where's that from? Your mum? Like, <laughs> this is from Amy Stevens on Insta, and it's been popped up with Leanne. I thought the same, Amy. Sounds almost depressed, but oh. it's, is that maybe the point? The next one, I thought that too last week, but assumed it was a hangover basis as well. But we can't have this as the intro. So we are going to re-record the intro. Hopefully Michael will have put it at the beginning of this episode. Um, I mean, what the people really want is Michael to record the intro. That's what the re- that's what the people I really want. Hey, but, uh... guys. <laughs> I actually sounded sexy like Michael between the Germany and Denmark game because my voice was so hoarse. <laughs> Belting out Sweet Caroline. Um, right, kids, let's talk about kids. Let's stop talking about Euros. Okay, let's move okay. on. We've apologised for that. We've apologised. now. It's the start of the summer holidays, Josh. It is. It Six is the start weeks. of your summer holidays. How are you feeling? How's it going? Let's go. Let's start with you. Well, it doesn't affect me, Rob, because my, my daughter's at nursery. All summer? Uh, uh, all summer. Okay. Uh, apart from training days, which I'm going to be honest with you, Rob. Yeah. I'd prefer them to just be slightly worse at their job, and we and we get the Fridays. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what, the fu- what you didn't? What uh, when I was a kid, they used to be called Baker Days. Yeah, they used to be called Baker Days when I was a kid as well. So what? What was that? Why were they called Baker Days? I don't know. Was it something like Bank Holidays? Was it like a day when? I don't know. But now, I, also, how much training you're doing? You either know how to look after a kid, exactly, or you don't. Don't you? Exactly. If they're breathing, it's fine. Imagine Did that. You... Oh, good training there. You can't hit them. Never knew. <laughs> But how you've got six weeks, you know, yes. family at home for six weeks. Your daughter must be absolutely her first ever proper summer holiday. Well, yeah, before we start that, I've just Googled it. An inset day or a training day used to be known as a TD day, teacher development day, or a PD day, professional development day, or a baker day. And that was because of Kenneth Baker. Oh, was a conservative minister. MP in, in 88. And he introduced these sort of training days for teachers. And it was known as a baker day. Oh, there we go. That, Kenneth you know Baker. What, Rob? That's the kind of fact that I will use in conversation and people call me boring. Yeah, but- exactly. But... Except you're boring. I'm going to tell you I'm boring, and I'm a dad now. I said to my daughters, that chair's for sitting on, not for jumping on. And as I said it, I aged 20 years. Tick it off on the ice by. (laughs) We should, we know, let's let's do this as a new uh, feature. Send in parent sayings that you've not said yet. Yeah, I've got one. Like that. I've got one. That I think every dad says to their child, but their child, when their child's uh, 17, 
which is about buying a new car, which is uh, you lose £2,000 by driving off the forecourt. <laughs> yes, yes. You will have to adjust that same for inflation at some point. Yes, yeah, when your kids, all cars are a million pounds, <laughs> and you have to get, you lose... 2.5, 250 grand as you drive it off. As you fly anyway, off the forecourt. As you, as you hover it home into your into your floating garage above your house. That's now allowed. Um, but anyway, sorry, Josh, what was you saying about summer holidays? Oh, well, you're week? just, this is it really. This is your first kind of, when I was a child and that those six weeks stretched oh, out in front of yeah. you, the freedom. Yeah. It's gone. We, we've basically this is our our technique, right? We've booked in lots of stuff for the summer. We're having no summer holiday as such. We're yep. going to a caravan, like a static caravan park in August, and yep. we're going to Legoland. And Amazing. we've got a few like sort of day trips here and there. I think, to, yeah, little yep. bits and bobs. But Legoland for two nights and a caravan park for four nights is is the stuff we've got booked in. And there's loads of other stuff with like family barbecues and kids' birthday oh. parties and all that. So we're quite rammed in August. And yep. like I said, my youngest was getting all a bit nutty and screaming and stuff like that. And I, me and Lou have had a little bit of back and forth where I think they're doing too much. I think it's a, when I was a kid, um, you basically just were. At the back and forth is a great, it's a great euphemism, Rob. Let's be honest. We normally compromise, which involves Lou making every single decision with or without me. And if I at any point go, I don't think that's a good idea. We'll have a slight argument until I apologize and we do what she wanted to do at the start. Okay. That is solid. solid. It's it's a solid setup. It's It's a good system. However, I really, really had to stick my stake in the ground and go hard on this one. But because I we had a slightly different upbringings and slightly different lifestyles, you're a bit more posher than me. Where yeah. when I was a kid, you basically went to the local park or you was in your garden or in the street for six weeks, and yeah. apart from occasionally a holiday, you literally just did whatever you wanted. In your, yeah, you sort of just had to make your own fun, didn't you? My right? summer holidays was two weeks in Pembroke, uh, yeah. which is West Wales, which is lovely, and then uh, the other four weeks, basically I was in charge of myself, Rob. Yeah, exactly. I was basically feral on the moor. Yeah, feral on the moor. So they're they're feral in the garden now because yeah. they're too young to sort of. Go, I haven't even got a moor near. I don't no, know where no. the nearest moor is. <laughs> I don't even know what a moor is. What's the difference between a moor and just a bit of grass? It's like a it's like a hilly bit of grass. Really, hilly bit it? of grass. Hilly okay. bit of grass. Um. So I was saying it's great, and Lou likes to be organised. Lou's got a spreadsheet for the summer holidays, right? Oh my word! And it's it's pretty good, but it's almost like it's it's pretty non-stop and i was yeah. saying i think the kids are are too are too engaged that there's too much plan for them we're doing too much for we're doing too much for our kids and i was saying i think sometimes just let them just do what they want and they can yeah. be creative and they can mess about and i've got loads of activities for them to do but like basically what we've done is for the first week of summer holidays we've got nothing nothing booked in at all every morning we wake up and say what should we do we've got no clubs we've got no swimming we've got no holiday nothing and just see where we go and what we end up doing and let them sort of dictate what they want to do rather than us marching from what place do you think to they're place. Do, Rob? well at the moment they're absolutely loving it and they're just feral they're just in the garden it's lovely weather just in there just basic that well they were just like naked in the paddling pool and we were putting cream we were putting cream on them but we had when they went for a bath they were very pink, Josh. Oh, no. Very pink. We kept on applying sun cream, but they're very oh. good. Not too pink, but a yeah. bit pink. But they found it absolutely hilarious that they were a bit pink, where oh, me really? and Lou thought we were the worst parents that's ever lived. Yeah. But we did put cream on them loads, but it's just a, it's a, it's it's a, it's a, a harsh very, sun. It's a harsh sun, and um, 
you're a blonde man as well, Rob. Do you know what I mean? And Lou's a bit Irish and Welsh. And she, they, yeah, they're very blonde. I don't think either of our kids stand much of a chance in hot climates. Oh, no. I mean, if if our kids went on to Love Island, they'd be freckly (laughs) hot and panicked as they walked in. I don't think we could breed Adonises. You know, them sort of bronzed. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but you know, so we we're basically having a week of nothing and just sort of letting them choose what we do. So at the moment, they've built they've built a fall and they're just playing in the paddling pool and drawing on cardboard and we've got paints and loads of stuff for them to do oh, and a plan nice. of all Lego and all sorts. So they're really they're really enjoying just sort of doing nothing kind of thing and just resting. And you're excited about it. Yeah, I am. And, you know, I am. And like, because we need to catch up on sleep. So do the kids. And so that we're just sort of being, and I'm not working too much this week. So it's yeah. just a real nice week of just us. And also they've been at school and preschool so much. They're excited to be indoors. Yeah. You couldn't, we couldn't have done this kind of week at the end of the summer holidays because they'd be bored of us, bored yeah. of the house. So I'm our sort of plan is the first week of summer holidays, just let them run free in the house and do what they want to a point and then booking stuff from to what do. Build, what, what's the headline activity of the summer holidays? What's week six? Oh, what's week six? What we got? What, what we got week six? Oh, the final, the final week. Let me have a look in the diary. Loose spreadsheet is insane, mate. It's this like, is, this is amazing. Um, the spread. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, so the final week of um, the summer holidays is me and Lou, I think, are going to... Uh, no, is we going to that? Oh, no. So they're going to um, a caravan park with their grandparents. Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, mate. That, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And then me and Lou have got a bit of time at home, and I'm, I'm, I've got to record the audio book. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to record the audio book and stuff, and they're going to a, the caravan park with their, with their grandparents. That is a dream, isn't it? That is a dream. I'll quickly tell you a... Because a, 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 for the audio book, I've, I've also... I'm, I'm interviewing a few 90s people just to shove it in the audiobook. It's a bit of extra oh, stuff. Oh, a bit of extra content. A bit of extra content. Go on, who are you speaking to? Well, this week, Rob, I've been texting both Pat Sharp and Jet from Gladiators. Oh, my God. And she saved my phone as Jet from Gladiators, which I really have uh, enjoyed. How but- old is Pat Sharp and Jet from Gladiators now? Can, can they text? Is it all capitals and no grammar? Well, Pat Sharp's an absolute hoot, Rob. Is Pat he? Sharp, he said, uh, Friday's good for me, Josh. What time? I said 10 a.m. He replied, sharp. Sharp. Oh, sharp. I love it. And I said, ah, oh, very on brand. And he said, sadly, I've been doing that for 40 years. <laughs> At least he can acknowledge it. That's <laughs> exactly. The, that's the secret. <laughs> when you're 63 and you are on this podcast, and you go, I'm not going to lie. My grandkids are tiring. You know what you're doing. You can't be judged for it. Well, do you know what? That could, someone said, someone tweeted me the other day about when I was doing all the stuff on Instagram at the Euros. Went really enjoying Rob Beckett's career revival renaissance at what? the Euros, and I was like, "Oh, have I, um, was I in the wilderness?" And I didn't know. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Well, that's what I, I thought. I thought I was still on the up. Yeah. I feel like I'm on, I'm on the second up. Yeah. This is your Jack D going into the Big Brother house. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm in the Big Brother house, but I'm in charge of the edit. <laughs> that's what social media, there's no reality shows. Everyone makes their own one. Exactly. Um, oh, that's exciting then, Josh. I'm a bit worried about doing the audio book because it's sort of like, I sort of like just reading it out, reading your own book. Do you, th- do you think it's going to be boring, Rob? Not your book, but do you think like the experience of it's going to no, be? I don't like- think it'll be boring. I've done loads of VO, so I'm used to it, but I am worried that I'm going to read a bit and I think, 
I want to change that, but I can't because oh, yeah. it's been printed and now I'm oh, just reading mate. it out. But that's like anything, but you'll never be totally happy. You'll always want to tweak things. Exactly, you? exactly. I heard a story about, I won't name them, but a celebrity who had their ghost, uh, their autobiography ghost written. Yes. And the first time they read it was in the audiobook reading. Yep. And they just basically had a breakdown because they were like, this is terrible. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> I don't think they're alone. No, no, that, I don't that's know. What, like. That's the ghostwriter books. I mean, I look. I just think if you're going to do a book, you do it properly. And I know some people aren't academic, or whether I'm not academic. I'm, I've never really been academic, and I've got dyslexia and all sorts, and I can't. I've got ADHD, probably. I'm not in it confirmed, but I can't really concentrate. And I did yeah. it, and I put effort in. So just, yeah. that, just write a book. If you're going to write a book, write a book. Yes, it is hard. So just work hard at it. So I've got no. No sympathy. one's making you write a book. Exactly. I've got no sympathy for ghostwriter people. I think just put the effort in. Uh, and if you don't, then that stuff like that's going to happen. You can't have a coffee with someone five times and they write your book and it'll be all right. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. write your book. Anyway, let's stop talking about books. Let's, let's talk let's about stop you, the... Josh. How, how's your parenting going? You're you're right. I'd at say, the... Rob. Yeah, because you text me a couple of times and I was a bit worried. Can I okay, play well, this? I text you. Yeah. Well, can I play this? This is you. You kept on delaying the start of the um, podcast, which is fine. I've done it plenty of times before. But in this voice note, you sound so panicked and stressed. Me and Michael actually felt a bit sorry for you. Let me play it. Realistically, so I'm not late. Can we do uh, 10 past 11? But I promise that's the last time change. This morning has been a hilarious uh, disaster. I'm so sorry, guys. One day, one day. (laughs) I don't even know what I don't even know what one day means. That's, I have no idea what one day means. What does but one day mean? You're so panicky and quick. Also, like, I was I, I turned up at eleven fifteen. I didn't even make it for my <laughs> one day. What does that mean? What does that mean? You're so panicked at the beginning, Josh. I, I'm I was friend. holding a baby as I was doing that. Right, you sound pathetic at this point. <laughs> right, I'm going to play it again. At the beginning, you sound like to a point where I'm like, do I really want to work with this bloke? Listen, listen. To- Realistically, so I'm not late. Can we do uh, 10 past 11? But I promise that's the last time. I promise. It's pathetic. Pathetic. I I don't know if you need to work me again now. You're back on the up, Rob. I know. Now I'm on the up. It all went wrong. Um, But I'll bless you. No, I know that. You you, you didn't even start with height. You were like, realistically, I just don't think I'm just going to. Like (laughs) you're doing open heart surgery. Like, mate, it's me (laughs) in my own house. I've got to walk walk to the, like, my, my desk. Like oh, uh, uh, ten man. minutes later, and land on the sofa watching Love Island. Oh um, mate, my life! So what's happening? What's going? You, you said you're not getting any sleep. You texted me no, the other morning quite words, early. Mate. Acid reflux. Oh no! Did either of your kids have acid reflux? They, they did. They didn't have acid reflux. I no. I I was like, if you're not sure if they had acid reflux, they didn't. I think it's the rule, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. you know if they do, but no, I don't think so. Oh, the, my my first one was a bit more. Um, harder didn't sleep as well as the second um but i don't think it was acid reflux yeah so basically you text me at 6 a.m quite a normal time to text someone isn't it yeah i've been up for two hours yeah you text um, me you text me fuck me <laughs> he woke up every hour to 90 minutes last night hilariously oh bad God. i put hilariously but did, I, i'm just doing that to kind of take yeah, the edge off i did it in that nothing that's happening in your house at the moment is hilarious no. but i think for your own sanity it's good to say it I, I like when I'm walking around the bedroom trying to get him to sleep in the dark at about 9 p.m. <laughs> I say phrases like, I hate my life <laughs> and yeah. I hate this. 
<laughs> this will make you feel better. Right? I think Robish did a bit of stand up about it. But he, when we was filming in South Africa, we'd been really busy and like been eating bad and drinking bad like that. And he got out the shower, and there's a massive mirror in these in these hotel bedrooms, right? And as he caught himself <laughs> in the mirror naked, he just said to himself, "I hate your body." <laughs> Your body. So you're walking around saying, I hate myself. I hate my life. I hate your life. I hate this. Mm. Um, I started, you know, like um, how you don't really remember uh, much of the first bit. So I thought what I'll do this time is I'll like, <laughs> I'll just write like every now and again, I'll just write down stuff that's happening like so that I've got it. And then like, yeah, it makes the second book easier, doesn't it? <laughs> and uh, Rob, it's <laughs> too bleak. <laughs> I was like, I can't show this to my son when he's grown up. Oh, so is it sort of like a diary? Just like, oh, this is what I was it was just like. like. This is what we're. Jeez, uh, Louis. I think you're logging enough of it on here. Yeah, or about with another. You. Yeah, fall. no, I know. I, I just, it was just like an outlet, <laughs> and uh, oh god, it was so. So uh, let me take you through the kind of evening we had on Thursday. Yep. So bear in mind, I, I haven't had a proper evening since May the eleventh. <laughs> which was the day he was born, because he just doesn't sleep in the evenings. Yeah. So, so the th- I've never sat down and watched TV. Like, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. just So basically what will happen is you'll feel the evening approaching um, and the dread begins. <laughs> you know, like if you've got a terrible corporate in the diary or so you've got something in yeah. the diary you really don't want to do. Or job interview or a, yeah. a funeral or something yeah. horrible like that where, you know. Yeah. So like, the evening approaches. Then... You, do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. I might have said before um, he was born that my main concern was that how my daughter would react. Yes, that is one of the most, frankly, fucking naive. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> the, the least of my problems, Rob. How is she reacting, by the way? Before She's we... totally fine with it. It's, it's not an issue at all. <laughs> and you, the thing is, as well, you was getting really anxious about that as well. To yeah, the point where, I know. Like, it was really stressing you out. But it's so true. Where like you can't worry about something that's coming up. Just sort of react to it in the moment and it's fine exactly. why did that that was such a small it's not even doesn't make any difference to my life although did i tell you what she said to him the other day no. she said i love you but i wouldn't mind if you weren't here oh my god <laughs> I, mean, that, I wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind if you weren't here it's so funny little subtle turns of phrases <laughs> are so brutal isn't it yeah i might start saying that to people um, so then you spend the evening walking around with him in pain and then you get him down and once he's down, he's down for about an hour and a half in the evening, obviously. Yeah. Uh, one of us will go and you'll go down separately to eat your dinner. Yeah. Um, which is obviously 10 minutes of absolutely wonderful alone time, but also while hearing the crying coming from upstairs. Luckily yeah. my daughter's a heavy sleeper. Yeah. Oh God. Imagine if you weren't. Imagine. And then he wakes up every hour to an hour and a half. And to the point where... That's brutal, man. It is. But it's just to the point where you're like, you're just wishing... When you wake up at three and it's the fourth time you've woken up or whatever. Yeah. You just... It's not even that you want any more sleep. You just want the night to be over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And at least you can have a coffee. Yeah. So... Do you ever go to sleep going, oh, I can't wait to wake up so I can have a coffee? Oh. <laughs> that's bad well, i think i drink too much 
No, I think that's I think that's quite I think that's good. I think that's you know, <laughs> is much better than, you know, other stimulants that you could be dreaming oh, of when you're asleep. Smashing a big line of coke and a pint of Jack Daniels. Yeah, you could you could be that guy with a flare up his ass who did three grams of coke and twenty. <laughs> what do you mean I could be that cans. guy? <laughs> I just I just don't film that stuff. I can't um, believe he's back on the up, that guy. He's back on the front Renaissance. page of the sun, didn't he? Yeah. He didn't care either. No, he couldn't give a shit. Couldn't um, give a shit. Anyway. Yeah. Woke up at, by half five. It's game over. He's up. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just take him downstairs. I just I do the early shift, which is actually quite pleasant because you're just downstairs. And so, but so, what time was you up on Friday morning? Five thirty. And then, but and then you're doing last leg that evening. Yeah. So See, that, but, that, 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 I know people like I. Because I was on. I was watching telly on Friday, right? Yeah. And um, I was flicking over. And you were on you were on last leg, and then yeah. I realized it didn't finish till ten past eleven. Was it a longer episode or something? No, I think it start. I think realistically, it starts at five past ten and finishes at ten. Uh, like it's I, was, the- I was sat on the sofa at half ten, going, "I am exhausted." I'd got up at seven, <laughs> right, with the kids, and they yeah. were just watching. I did nothing really. I was like, "I am absolutely fucked." And I flicked over and yeah. I saw you, and I thought, "That guy must." <laughs> Be absolutely ruined, and I know, and I totally get people work like six days a week doing night shifts, and yeah. they've still got kids and all that. So I'm not saying, it, yeah. you know, and that is that in actual fact, it's easier just to do one that once a week. However, the threat of live TV mm. and cancel culture to be doing that that tired, it, if you, you wouldn't be allowed to lift heavy use heavy machinery in that state. No. Never mind, hold your no. career in your hand. <laughs> Talking about like sort of racism in football and the Paralympics. Come on, guys! I don't need to talk about this now. Please, can we go back to the guy with the flare up his ass for another five minutes? So I, I, how are you doing that then? If you're up, if you're not getting any sleep in the night, you're up at so half five. I reckon I had three hours sleep. Then I got yeah. up and I was like, I'm gonna have a cup of tea. Great. <laughs> the one good thing is he will in the morning. He happily just sit on you, so I could yeah. just. I actually got downstairs. I was like, he'll sit on me. I'm going to sit on the sofa and watch TV for the first time since oh, May, since the beginning good. of May. I used to be able to play FIFA by, when they were really little, hold them in one arm and then you can still hold the controller because oh, they'd still just sit still. That was a good pit. That was a great three weeks. Oh, I bet. So you'll, you'll think this is very on brand, Rob. Yeah. I went, on to, I went on to Netflix. This is the first time you've sat down and watched telly. Properly, yeah, I went on really. to Netflix and I was yeah. like, I'll just go on. You know, like there's a like, what's popular on Netflix, the top 10 things on yeah. Netflix. I ended up at 6am, and it's probably the happiest I've been in six weeks, excluding football-related uh, joy. <laughs> I uh, I just watched a documentary about uh, Boys to Men. Oh, wow. That seems very... That Bit seems of an odd choice. It was. And I, I was I was about 20 minutes in when I thought, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> it's it's, it's a what, Friday what, morning. Was it's 6am. I'm watching a documentary about boys to men because it was one of the most popular things on Netflix and I just clicked on it. And to be honest, this is the happiest I've been in days. Was it a good documentary? Not particularly, Rob. I don't know. Was it, was, is there a big story about boys to men? Not really, no. They were, they were much more successful than I'd realised. But they no could have just are. told... I could have just gone on their Wikipedia page to find that out, Rob. Yeah, no, it might, is it called This Is Pop? Is that... Yeah, it's This Is Pop, yeah. The boys to men effect. Also, yeah. do one about each one. So the ones about boys to men. There's one about boys to men. That's like the first episode of the series. Yeah. And there's one about auto tune. I mean, I didn't want to watch one about that. I didn't want to watch a documentary about auto tune. There's a Britpop episode. Yeah, but I thought I know all about this. 
Okay, thought, yeah. 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 I'll be honest, a, a, a series that starts with Boys to Men is not going to deliver Josh Whittaker anything new about Britpop, is it? No, exactly, exactly. Well, you, you, you start it and go, Oasis, you're a band from Manchester. <laughs> Fuck off. Come on, mate, ain't my first rodeo. But that's what my life's come to now. Yeah. Just watching documentaries about Boys to Men on my own. Oh, this is how tired I am, Rob. Yep. Got my house insurance. I had got new house insurance. Yep. They were like, you need a burglar alarm. Yep. Uh, for this house insurance. Fine. I'll get a burglar alarm installed. You've got 30 days to install the burglar alarm. Finally saw the guy coming around yesterday. He walks him uh, to kind of wrecky the place about installing this burglar alarm. And he looks on the wall and he goes, oh, well, this is useful because you've already got a burglar alarm, so we can just use the wiring. And I was like, what? And there's a burglar alarm on the door, on the wall next to the door. <laughs> that I've had for three years that I hadn't noticed was there. <laughs> We've got a burglar alarm, and I didn't know we... There's a there's a box on the wall with, with a it, code, numbers for a code, and I just... I'm so unobservant. <laughs> I haven't noticed it's there in my hallway. So what is the bloke installing, then? A new burglar alarm using the wires of the old burglar oh, alarm. Oh, that's good, yeah. So it's probably better than... You, yeah, it's all in the yeah. right place. And, yeah. But I, I didn't even know we had a burglar alarm. <laughs> There's a th- there's a thing flashing in in the corner of each room. We've got a burger alarm. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, so all that's installed as well. All of that's installed as well. It's all there. So you just basically put a new box on the wall and all the wires yeah. work. And I was like, how do I? I'm, I've been so tired for the last three years. I haven't even noticed we've got a burger oh, alarm. Oh, this is not good for you're an observational comedian, mate. I know I can't even observe my own house. <laughs> to be fair, if you could, that'd be a terrible routine. Just people that don't live in your house hearing about things in your house. Yeah. So yeah, think, no know, one needs to hear that. No, but maybe you, when you're indoors, you just calm down, and then you, when you go out, that's when you turn on the observant part of your brain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When, when you're out and about shopping, and you see you see a Fanta twist. Oh, exactly. And then I've got five minutes for the tour show, Rob. <laughs> and that's that sorted. I've um, got a gig tomorrow night, Rob, in Brighton. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. oh so are you? Are you? How are you getting there? Train. I'm driving? driving there with Ed Gamble, who's also on. Is he driving? Um, or are you driving? I'm driving. Do you think that's unsafe? Well, yeah, why doesn't he drive? I don't think he drives, does he? I don't know if he oh, drives. one of them. One of them. He, he grew up in London. He doesn't need to, oh, Rob. I grew up in London. I don't need to because I can afford a fucking Uber. I'll get you. I'll get you, mate. Yeah. I've got your, got your car, Mark Gamble. West London posh boy. Doesn't need a car. He waits till he's got two, two kids in the back and he's still oh, trying to learn yeah. to drive. Um, if this will make you feel better, Josh, about your situation, yep. um, my daughter said to me, they saw me getting out of the shower the other day, I had a towel around my waist, and they said to me, have you got milk in those big nipples? Oh, my God. Not oh, ideal. Rob. Not great for morale, is it? I've actually... Do you know what? That's actually more bleak than the Romesh story. <laughs> yeah. Have you got milk in those big nipples? And also, I knew my nipples got a bit bigger because I've been drinking and eating badly, and I've put on a bit of weight and got a bit puffy after a few weeks of doing quite well. So I was a little yeah. bit insecure about it, and then oh, they just God. pointed out my big milky tits. So do they mean just your nipples have got bigger or, or your your... Milky well, tits. I, I just, I think a bit of both. I do have large nipples anyway, and yeah. I, I just my milky tits looks a bit milkier than normal because I haven't been doing much exercise. Because I've been. What did you say? Tits. I said no. <laughs> I just said no. no. No, I haven't got milk in those big nipples. Um, I, I, this is oh my week. word! Just thinking about the other day though, is like I tried to. 
but working from home, it's, you know, people still are to a point. I don't know when that's going to change on Freedom Day or whatever. Um, but it's like when you're trying to get from your like the kitchen to like wherever your office is, if it's in the spare room or if it's in the kitchen or if it's in the front room, yeah. or wherever you've got it or in the shed or whatever. Like when it's summer holidays, it's so messy everywhere because you can't keep on top of the cleaning like normally you get them off to school have a quick tidy up or whatever and then you you know they're not actually in the house that much but when they're in the house all the time it's carnage it's a bit like you know the that scene in dunkirk when he's running yeah can you hear that sorry what's happening down there you've got people in the house josh hello oh hello you're right what's happening down there burglar man burglar alarm uh he's installing the the window locks that we also need rob oh yes of course for the insurance well you're nice and secure there now Yes, yes. Um, Don't you bloody try anything, burglars. We're absolutely ready for you. Yeah, so what I was saying is like, when it's a summer holidays, the house is so messy and there's just kids everywhere. It's like you can't, when you're trying to get to do like, get to like a meeting or whatever it is, a Zoom, like you, it's like, can I have an ice cream? Can I have this? It's like, you know, that Dunkirk when he's running. And there's all the bombs yes. going off and just yes. people knocking into it. You're sort of like you're trying to get through everyone oh, God. just to get to your room. It's carnage. <laughs> and then one of them starts screaming. Oh, oh. It must be impossible if you're like a single parent and you're still oh, trying mate. to work and the kids are at home. It must be absolutely impossible. I totally agree. Like, this is the thing we, we have slightly at the moment is that if you go to do something, mm-hmm. the biggest mistake you can do is to then go back having not completely finished all of your tasks. Because the moment you go back into the room, the other one's going to try and escape to do something. You have to make the most of every second. <laughs> like when I finish this podcast, Rob. Yeah, what's your plan? I've, I'm going to, I've, I've got like all this admin emails and texts and stuff. I'm going to just sit here and do that. Because if I go, I'll go downstairs and then I'll do that. Yeah. I'm not going to get it done. No, it's right. okay, you're done then, are you? You're like, you're going, yeah. uh, no, no, not really. Because if I don't pay our tax, we're going to be in yes, lots of trouble. Ex- exactly. The burglar exactly. alarm's going to be the least of our worries. Um, exactly. Right, Josh, do you want some Instagram messages? I do. I've got some more people that will help you out. From And anyone else that's feeling tired listening, there's, I've got some more, more tired than Josh uh, messages here. Um, yeah. Hi, Rob and Josh. I really enjoy your podcast. It's been helpful to put a smile on my face in the darker days of lockdown. Lately, a few parents have been sharing their stories about being tired with newborns. My son is five now, but it brought a flashback of being a new mum and one night in particular. I breastfed my son exclusively, and as you'll know, that meant doing most of the waking up at night. Being a new mum, I did everything by the book, so when the midwife told me to feed the baby every four hours, I set an alarm in case he didn't naturally wake up. First mistake. Come on, mate. Imagine, imagine, Josh, imagine just setting an alarm for four hours so you can wake your child. That is is That is... I, I'll have done two or three wake-ups in that time. <laughs> anyway, I don't think this message is actually making you feel better, but anyway. No. Um, one night, the alarm went off. Totally exhausted, I picked up the baby to feed him, keeping the lights off as not to wake my husband. I spent at least two minutes trying to get him to latch, and it just wasn't working. Eventually, I turned on the light and looked down. I realised I'd been trying to breastfeed my own pillow. <laughs> and my son was sound asleep in his cot. Anyway, Josh, remember, eventually it does get better. That's she the key only message. She had here. four hours sleep. How could she? <laughs> Don't How get salty possibly? about the four hours sleep. <laughs> Imagine being jealous of someone getting four hours sleep. I feel for you, Josh. I, it does get better, Josh. It gets better. Don't worry. Well, wow, Rob. Yeah. Acid reflux. Oh, God. Because yep. he, he had an appointment uh, about uh, just a general checkup yeah. on Wednesday, like the, the how's it going thing. And um, Rose said, how long could it last? They said... Up to the age of six to eight months. Oh, my God. 
So what's he in that moment? Two months? Three months? Two months. Two, two months. Oh my God, it feels like so long, Josh. I can't believe it's only two months. It's, it's, I mean, what? Six to eight months. <laughs> the age of six to eight months. Yeah, but that's just, it could be, that's a ballpark. It could be. That's a, that's a ballpark. <laughs> that's, I mean, I was expecting like two or three more so weeks. It could be four months or, or it could be 10 months. No, it couldn't be. T- Apparently, we can start weaning early. That's one thing we can do. Right, okay. So we're normally six months of weaning, isn't it? Yeah, we can bring it forward to four months, apparently. I hated weaning my kids. I hated every second of it, and I was just like, just give them fucking porridge until it's they've got teeth. so boring, weaning. I hate it's it. Also, so I just feel like they're going to choke on everything, and I, that noise of a kid choking. Just, oh, and, and I've had some terrible experiences of them choking. It's so stuff, frustrating but. trying to spoon that Ella's pouches into a mouth that doesn't want an Ella's pouch. Don't spoon it in. Let them hold. Just squeeze it in, mate. Why are you spooning it? Hold the nose and squeeze it in. Hold the nose down no, the mouth. No, no, but you don't need to spoon it. You just literally, I treated my kids like foie gras, basically. <laughs> you just shove the little hole in the mouth and squeeze it in gently. There's no need for a spoon. Keep it tidy. Keep it neat. Okay. I had fat geese's kids. Just squeeze the, you're like, I'm not saying don't force it in. If they don't want it, no. don't give it to them at all. I'm not absolutely not saying hold their nose and force it in. No. But what I'm saying is if they're hungry and they want it, rather than messing about with a spoon, just put that little, just squeeze it a little bit into their mouth. Okay. From the pouch, directly from pouch to mouth. From pouch to mouth. Right, in two months' time, I'm doing an early weaning. He knows, telling me off for that. Yeah. Well, we, we, don't probably, write him. We know we're wrong on all these things. We know. We know we're wrong, and we don't don't listen to anything we say. Yeah. Don't do just not. Two blokes trying. <laughs> right. Here we go. Here's another yeah. one. Keep me anonymous. This is this is keep me anonymous. Okay, this is a this good. Sounds good. 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 A good message. Hi, Josh and Rob. Never listened to a podcast in my life until lockdown. Uh, then a colleague recommended your podcast for a brilliant wind down after a crazy shift. So I've been listening to every podcast and have tears of laughter. So after Friday's podcast with Ian Sterling, this was from a few weeks ago before the break, I really have felt the need to email. Okay, so the baby belly button thing. Ian framed his, you know, oh, yeah. the little belly button yeah. clip that falls off. Ian's got his frame, doesn't he, on, on the wall. Um, Ian Sterling, this is. Yeah. Anyway. So we thought that was a bit strange, but yeah. it isn't. This lady here kept her child's one in a little trinket box on the cabinet beside the oh cot. When my first daughter was born, so it's been on the cabinet by the cot. At 10 months old, I went into her room and she was sitting in the cot saying, yum, yum. Oh, no. While chewing on something oh my with her 16. Oh, no. I quickly put my fingers in her mouth in a panic. Nothing there. The panic subsided as she was breathing and wasn't choking and there was nothing in her mouth. I noticed a trinket box in her cart. The white belly button clip had nothing attached. Oh, my God. She had eaten her own belly button. Oh, my God. That is Oh, my word. That's cannibalism. It's hot when you see a pigeon eating KFC off the floor. Oh, my God. You know, when there's a bit of chicken on the floor. Oh, God. In a panic, I phoned A&E and explained to the doctor what happened. I heard a giggle, then put it on hold. And then I was put on hold. At this point, I actually laughed, knowing it wasn't a bad thing. But first baby, you freak out everything. Anyway, the doctor came back on the line and said, if she develops a temperature or you think she is unwell, bring her to A&E. I said, okay, thank you. No, and I was stressing for nothing. And I should add, the doctor. I freaked out completely and totally lost my head. And my job is a midwife. No. <laughs> yes, oh, my midwife. God. That is amazing. So even midwives yeah. don't know what the right thing to do is. And some midwives let their children eat their own skin. So, you know, next time a midwife's giving you shit, yeah. remember that. Can we just ponder on the madness of putting it in a trinket box? 
I, I, yeah. Also, can I just say, I've got nothing against midwives. I don't think they do an amazing yes, job. Yes. However, it's just proof that nobody's perfect and exactly. we all can make exactly. mistakes. But we should say this, keeping the rotting flesh belly button in your house, in a trinket box or, or in a frame or anywhere that isn't a bin is yeah. fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and you may disagree with me. And I accept your apology in the future when you realise it's fucking disgusting as well. All right? We're all a bit sentimental and overly emotional when they're young. But after a while, you'll realise, what are you going to do with that belly button? What would you do, Rob, if your parents said, do you want to see your belly button? I would get it and immediately put my own belly button in the bin. And no one could say anything because it's my belly button. <laughs> when are you going to whip it out? I don't I- want to see that. Placenta, right, if you cook a placenta and eat it in sweets, I'm okay with that, yeah. right? I think if you're into that and there's been studies that you can get loads of vitamins or it's something you yeah. want to do, fine. It's It's been put into something else and you've got it. Keeping hold of it, like in the freezer without doing anything with it, it's weird. And keeping hold of the belly button is so fucking weird, Josh. It's 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 like, like imagine like, like if I said, I've kept all my toenail clippings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you'd go... What is wrong with you? There's no memory. You're not going to look at it and be taken back to the day of the birth. No. And also, look, I feel like we're throwing shade here and we didn't really bring this up when I was chatting to Ian Sterling, which now looks disingenuous. But I agree. But I don't want... But That's not me being disingenuous. I just don't want to rain on someone's parade because at that moment in time, when you framed the rotting flesh belly button and put it on your wall... You're loving that. I don't want to ruin it for you, but I am aware that in about a year's time, you'll go, let's take that fucking horrific <laughs> Satan-worshipping weird bit of belly button off the wall and put it in a drawer, or better still, throw it away. And that will happen. No one's still got it when the kids are 18. No. The lock of hair's weird as well, yeah, but a bit better than rotting skin. Yeah, I'd take the look, because the hair stays as hair, right? Why doesn't it die? What the, it must just disintegrate. What? The, how long can it last? Did it, did, is this a thing? I, I remember this. I don't remember doing it myself, but there'd be kids that would, when they'd go to the barbers, they'd keep the hair. Do you remember that? No, you can donate hair. Oh, yeah, you can like, donate I've, hair, I've never kept yeah. the hair. Yeah. My mate, um, he wanted to stay anonymous, had a, when we sort of shared a house... He was like, no, I think, or, or it was his parents or whatever. He had a girlfriend and was obviously having sex with her using a condom, yeah. but didn't know what to do with a condom. So just had a little tin full of used oh condoms. Oh, my God. Because he didn't know how to get rid of them. Oh, my word. And then when we would take the piss out of him, we'd fucking, he's got a little spunk tin and all that. He's got loads of condoms and a tin. He went, well, I'm not embarrassed. I've had sex with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. One nil. Um, One nil. Well, One I nil to someone who, uh, it was too far to go to the uh, toilet. So they'd uh, go in a in a juice carton if there was a juice carton next to their bed, and they woke up in the middle of the night needing a piss. And then the inevitable juice carton. What? How do you piss down the straw? What? No, no, like a, like a, like a liter one. You know, like oh right, yeah, them old yeah, yeah, big orange yeah, yeah, the big juice. Orange we all thought were healthy, but yeah, exactly. sugar bastards. Yeah. The ones that we drank f- throughout our childhood and twenties, not realizing that that wasn't the way to be healthy. No, thinking, oh, I'll have a big pint of that orange juice. It was basically like drinking a pint of Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah those ones. Anyway, yeah. the inevitable happened. He woke up in the middle of the night and drank his own piss. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's the same here enough, same colour. Especially if it was an apple juice colour. Oh, my God. I've, I've done that before, hung over and had a big swig of straight vodka, thinking it was water. Oh, my God. At uni. Oh, my God, that was awful. Um, it's all got disgusting, this, Josh. It really has, hasn't it? 
I've got some more great Instagrams, but I can yeah. do them on Friday before our interview. Um, should we do some uh, shout outs for small businesses? Rob, I've got a business that will be very helpful for you. Go on. Uh, so this is from Danielle. Bit of background. I was made redundant last year because of COVID and my husband was furloughed for a year due to shielding. And when he could finally return to work, he had to drop his hours by half. It's been a difficult year financially, but all made more bearable by our four girls. To earn some more money, uh, their daughters are five and one and nine and 11. To earn some more money, my husband has set up a flat packing business. He puts together flat pack furniture for people, including trampolines. Oh, legend. Yes. That is that is good because it is hard. If you haven't got time, and they are hard. And if, if you, you get someone that knows what they're doing, they do it in about 10 minutes. Yeah, it's it's that's a, that's an invaluable service. Unfortunately, I was late uh, listening to the Christmas episode. Otherwise, I would have offered his services. I was sceptical about whether his business would work, but I'm surprised by how many people actually want this service. That's very nice <laughs> oh, of you, God. Danielle. I mean, that is the greatest compliment you could ever get from your wife. Yeah. I'm surprised thought... people want it, but they do. So actually, well done. <laughs> I thought your business was going to be shit, but actually... <laughs> it's great. It's great. Thanks for the, what's the business called and where's he located? BJD Flatpak Assembly, based in and around Hampshire. BJD Flatpak Assembly. And the website is... I mean, I'm going to say it. I bet Danielle said this website's not going to work for you. <laughs> BJD flat pack assembly site. <laughs> I felt like that hell. Pete Tong recording then. <laughs> BJD, mate. Get on Insta. Is he on Insta? Uh, I don't know if he's on it. What, what would you put on Insta? Some flat pack furniture? Yeah, you do before and after. Swipe to swipe to build. Tap to build. Fucking you know that would be quite a satisfying uh, Instagram yeah. to follow. Tap to build. And he show you it all laid out on the floor and you, you tap it and then it's fully built. Like Stacey Solomon does tap to clean. Come on, mate. That website's a fucking mess. There we go. New website, please, mate. And get on Instagram and do that. A bit like the pool tidy guy. Tidy up your website like you tidy up your bloody flat packs. Am I right? And the yeah. pool guy on TikTok. They... Nick their ideas. <laughs> yes. Do it that way, basically. Um, I think that'd be a very relaxing account to follow. www. I'll just do it again. BJD. Yeah. See if you can remember it, Rob. Go. On. Hyphen flat, hyphen pack, hyphen assembly, dot business, dot site. Right. Do you want to repeat that for I'll me, Rob? I'll actually type that in to the internet and see if it comes up. www.bjd. Yep. Um, hyphen. Yep. Flat. Yep. Hyphen pack. Yeah. Hyphen assembly. Yeah. I mean, there's no way he needs assembly in this. No one's uh, no one's already got BJD <laughs> hyphen flat hyphen pack. <laughs> B, I feel like we're giving him too much shit now. It's the most advertising he'll ever get in his life, though, yeah. to be fair. Dot pack. So hyphen assembly. No, hyphen hy- assembly dot business okay. <laughs> dot site. By the way, because I'm in the document, I can see Michael's just... Uh, and he's just uh, he's just selected the whole thing, so he's obviously searching for it online I as well. Let me do this again. How do you spell it? <laughs> www.bjd-flat. Hyphen hyphen flat. Yeah. I can't find hyphen it. Pa- Anyone that thinks this is the driest bit of the show is an idiot. This is assembly dot business dot yeah. site. Yeah. That, this doesn't exist. Oh, no. She's, how, do She's... We get, how do we get people in contact with this guy? Oh God! Where is it? 
What, is it any other information on this website? BJD, flat, I'm Googling that. BJD Flatpak Assembly. He has done, let's be honest, by having a fake website, he's done very well out of us. We've given him more airtime than any business has ever had, even the ones that pay us. Oh, Andrex and Boots are furious. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. You found it. BJD Flatpak Assembly. So it is. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. HTTPS. Oh, colon. leave it out. It's got longer. HTTPS. <laughs> colon. Forward slash forward slash. Yep. And then it's BJD hyphen flat hyphen pack hyphen assembly dot business dot site. So the www. He's not on the World Wide Web. How does that work? Oh, God. He's, he's, on, he's marching to his own tune, this guy. Yeah. What's the website like? I'm still not in there. Uh, it's good, actually. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. He's got testimonials on there. Still can't find it, mate. Excellent work, terrible website. Jackie Art. No, no. I, I literally cannot even get onto his website. Let me go. Google it. BJD. BJ, this has gone on for too long. Flat pack, Hampshire. On, this even comes up on Google. We, we got to 45 minutes. And I thought this will be a lovely edit. This one. <laughs> Eight minutes later, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what do you mean you oh. need to edit this bit? This bit's gold. Uh, here he is. Four years in business. Right, anyway, yeah, we found him. Fucking Billy Joe D, whatever in that, BJD. Is it Billy JD? God knows. Right, I still can't find his website, but apparently he exists. Good luck with the business. Yeah. Um, right, we haven't really got time for another big shout-out. Let's give, I'll tell you what, let's give a Broccoli Barber, uh, Broccoli, yeah. the Broccoli Barber another shout-out. My brother Joe is fully trained up, oh. so you can book him now. Um, he's based in Farringdon, London, but I think he also does other home visits in his spare time if you're not near Farringdon an angel in London. It's Broccoli Barber on Instagram. I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because or, we've gone uh, on for his too website long. website is www.broccoli-barber-haircuts.business.site. <laughs> hyphen, hyphen, hyphen trim, hyphen frame, fade, hyphen um, cut hair, um, Oh dear, that, that is, that's really tickled me. Get on Instagram, BJD. Yeah, he's called The Broccoli Barber on Instagram. And, um, yeah, get your hair cut, please, people. Right, um, Josh, I think that's us done, isn't it? See you Friday. See you on Friday.